What's up, my fellow lionesses and lions? Welcome to the Project Lioness podcast. We are here to disrupt the mainstream narrative when it comes to health, holism, and human consciousness. We are here to share bold truths about health and life from a female perspective. This episode is brought to you by our team, Inspire Co., where we stand for your health being inspired by choice rather than being inhibited by chance. Thank you for being here and joining in on these raw, real, and powerful conversations. We hope our show brings you inspiration and empowerment to overcome challenges, reclaim your life, and ultimately pursue your mission with power, purpose, and play. Now, let's get into the episode. <laughs> All right, we are recording. Should we clap? Are we ready to You're start? the editor, Jess. Three, two, one. Hello. <laughs> <Rawr>. <laughs> That's what we're talking about today. Welcome to Project Lioness Podcast. We're just not going to use words anymore. It's going to be sound. Yes. I can't even sing today because I'm so angry. <laughs> I feel like I best express myself through sound. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And dancing. Mm-hmm. Like that. Yeah. Words seeing, are hard. And dance more. <laughs> I got to fix my mic. What's happening, y'all? It's Dr. Mel. Dr. Aaron. And Jess, I'm not a doctor. And she said doctor. <laughs> you guys. Today's the day. What? Today? Well, today or tomorrow, I'm kind of confused. You guys. <laughs> sorry. Guys is also not just men, if I say that. Y'all. Aaron is a doctor. By the time you hear this episode, she will, sure. be she will be Dr. Aaron. She will be a doctor. And it's so <laughs> exciting. And we have fun, exciting things coming that we're going to not tell you yet. But she's here on the podcast. (laughs) And Jess is here. I am here. And I'm here. And Ashley is not here because she's in her moon time and she needed some extra rest. So she's with us in spirit. She sets a really good example of, you know, filling your reservoir Mm -hmm. and asking for what you need. Because let's be honest, we can't be 100% resourceful every day of the month, every day of the year. And something I I see her get better at is being okay with that directness and asking for her needs and not being like, what will they think? Mm -hmm. So Ash, I know you're going to listen to this on on the replay. So we love you and we're thinking about you and thanks for inspiring some ideas today. Um, Before we get into, we're, we're trying to, you'll see the title of the podcast, obviously, but what's, what's happening in y'all's lives? What's happening in the cosmos? <laughs> a lot. A lot is happening. <laughs> it's Aries season. In tropical cosmology. Yes. In tropical cosmology. I think sidereal, it's still Wait. Pisces. Oh yeah. Because Michael is Aries. Today is Michael's birthday. Yeah, if you know Michael. On the recording of this, yes. Yeah. Um happy belated birthday to Michael, my partner, Mel's brother. Mm-hmm. It's Aries season. I find that people are a little on edge in general. And it's spring. Um, I know on the recording of this episode, I am definitely on one, not, (laughs) not from like an anger perspective, but I am definitely feeling like the rising energy and it's, it's all, it's all great and it all serves, but there's a level of intensity that I can sense like rising in my system for sure. Do you find that that intensity is rising from like a little bit of outrage about what's happening in the world around us and like you're directing it? (laughs) Um, it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel 
like outragey. I feel like I've, I feel like I had to process a lot of that in 2020 this time of year. It feels exciting. Um, but also, like I said, with the recording of this podcast, I have been, uh, you know, riding the waves of maybe not sleeping as much as I should because <laughs> I'm just so excited. So Mel will hopefully crash. Yeah. So you're a really good example of how like that rage, you've kind of like transformed that anger mm-hmm. in your life. And so like, like, cause I feel a lot of anger right now about things that are happening. And- Just may punch Dr. Aaron and I. Please what? don't. Well, <laughs> this podcast, if you're watching on YouTube, which you should, cause YouTube is just so cool and you can see us. Jess is just going to, Oh, Male guy. Sorry, male guy. Um, she's just going to start a boxing match with us. Anyway. Maybe. I am about <laughs> to get my period, so that but can you're, happen. But you're angry. You feel a lot of anger. Yeah, I feel... I don't know if I necessarily feel a ton of anger myself. Well, I do. I feel a lot of anger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it might be the time of the month. It could be Aries season. Who knows? But I do feel a lot of anger, and I also sense a lot of anger around me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you notice? Um, my dog is crazy right now because <laughs> your dog is, is a my, tropical Aries. Yes. And she's a Husky. So it's like a mix of two things <laughs> and I'm a Pisces and I get terrified by Aries to be honest. So she's bringing out <laughs> a different side of me lately. <laughs> Aries, we, we had our quarterly Inspire Co meeting the other day and, um, Michael often, you know, he holds, he holds a flame. He holds a level of intensity and directness that inspires us all. But uh, we put Aaron next to Michael and she was like, oh, thank God when he left. No, I'm just kidding. Um, she was like no, visibly he's like, he's hot. <laughs> this is hot. He does run kind of Lame. warm. He? he does really run really warm. Yeah. Well, and if you're watching the video, you can see my little tear in my leggings. Yeah. So we're going to do some spring cleaning. But I also realized that these leggings were bought for me by my ex-boyfriend and maybe this is an opportunity and jazzy who chewed them up is saying hey mom we don't need those anymore yeah yeah like (laughs) let's destroy this destroy them let's go on a road trip and pick our clothes up from south carolina oh my gosh also that yes (laughs) and like throw like we should have you should burn them i should burn them (laughs) and it's giving me (laughs) insight that there's probably a lot of things i could burn or get rid of yeah. And honor the Aries energy of fire. Mm. That might help me release some of my anger is to just burn things that don't serve me anymore. My but roommates and I did that in undergrad. Yeah. We had a burn party. We left a hole in the cement. Oh, yeah. Sorry <laughs> to our duplex. But not sorry. But not but sorry. Maybe you, did, you didn't get your security deposit back. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> That's actually a good. We'll, we'll note that for the end of this episode because we're going to be talking about, if you haven't guessed already, the gift of anger, the gift of fire, the gift of intensity. And I totally forgot about like a fire ceremony, which is something we do in the Inspire Immersion. And that's yeah. like a really powerful way to actually be with heat, be with energy and like step into the flame versus like, eh, you know, cause it, yeah, we'll talk about that. Yeah. I definitely earlier in my life would have stepped away from the anger mm. rather mm. than like being, I feel like I'm comfortable in it now. I don't feel like I've transmuted it into intensity like you have yet, but I've definitely not uncomfortable like I would have been a couple yeah. of years ago. I feel like I've even seen that in you, honestly, over the years. Um, I'm curious, you know, we're going to share the gifts of anger in this episode and we're going to talk about our experiences with anger growing up. 
And the synchronicity of this episode, you know, Dr. Aaron and I in the office this week, and I know Ashley experienced it too. And honestly, Jess, yes, working I was in the here, office yeah. a little bit, um, there was so much synchronicity of people in a state, uh, just some examples to speak to that have been really cool to see. One, one of my past coaching clients, she, I was talking with her this morning and she was telling me her daughter got into some trouble with, with the law and she, instead of suppressing it on the drive to go get her daughter, she screamed like bloody murder in rage and anger. And I was like, fuck yeah, like <laughs> hell yeah, that should be expressed because when we don't, we'll talk about later in this episode how that can manifest. Um, so that was one. And then we had a lot of like sound in the office. A ton of sound. Yeah. Which just, was so great. Yeah. It's so liberating when you can hold space. And like, as Jess was saying, as I've worked on my own rage and anger and sound, I've been able to hold that space for clients more and not, and not be phased by it. Um, so that's been like, I've seen clients stand up to their employers and be like, I deserve more. This is not okay. People quitting their job. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Like speaking up to <laughs> practitioners that, you know, in the medical system, sometimes there's gaslighting. And so I've just seen a lot, especially in, in women, um, really rising up and be like, actually, this is not okay. And it's intense. You can feel the adrenaline, but it's so liberating on the other side. So those are just some cases that I've seen in my clients. And I'm curious just with, with your people, because Aaron's been with us yeah. in the office. Yeah. And I was in the office on <laughs> Wednesday. I was here before everybody else was here. I was working, I got my adjustment and then I stayed and just worked here. And after the morning kind of flow had gone, I was just like, like the office emptied out and was like, oh, what just happened? And Ashley was like, oh, and like shook. And then Mel was like, whoa. And Aaron in the back was like, yeah. Like it was just really a very intense morning. So I felt yeah. that um, lots of pattern, like patterns re-emerging for my clients, like mm -hmm. anger patterns that result in like overeating or... Um, kind of bringing up old feelings of anger that are um, misdirected almost, or um, yeah, easily, I don't want to use the word triggered, but easily ignited. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. And ignite is perfect. That's yeah. fire. <laughs> easily ignited. and Something that's already in there, right? Yeah. Yeah. And realizing that they've never really had a space or place to express it safely before. That. Mm. Yeah kind of prompts me to ask like what was your experience of anger you know as a child growing up in like your family dynamics or your social dynamics what was that like for you yeah I felt a lot of suppression of many things as a child um the community that I grew up in was very focused on the aesthetics of life rather than like the reality of things and I think that that's in a lot of people's lives, in a mm -hmm. lot of cases. That's and like very America. Yeah, it's very, I was gonna say it's very American and I wanna like blame, it, it's not my parents' fault and I could see how it came from like the 50s, that like housewife mm -hmm. thing. But it was, a, it was around before then, you know, you think about people expressing anger and being put in like insane asylums. Yeah. And like put in jail. And or when there was like the war zones look very different where you know, there was actually more face-to-face -face combat. Not that that's not happening, but like 
veterans coming home, you know, yeah. I just think of like World War One, World War Two, when it was like crazy, um, Vietnam, right? And like they came home and there was so much energy there and rage that, yeah. you know, in the home environment, right? Yeah, the enslavement and entrapment of people too. There was uh-huh. a huge suppression of like, you do your work, you can't show any rage. And you just think of generationally how that has played out. And literally slavery. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like metaphorically and literally. Yeah. Um, but so my, for my family, it was like, all you really express in public is like happiness and satisfaction and excitement and drive and motivation, which is great things to express and share with people. But anger, like, it was almost at our house. It was everybody, nobody really ever seemed angry until there was like an explosion Mm. of anger. And then it was like never addressed, never talked about again, pretended that it wouldn't happen. Like I remember getting to a point where I was just so angry. I was like, I don't even understand talking to my parents, like why I'm here on this earth. Mm. Like I have so much anger inside of me. Like, am I supposed to like be here is this nobody else feels this way like something's wrong with me like I want to die and my parents being like you don't actually feel that way and not to like my parents are really great people they just didn't know what to do with anger because they weren't ever taught to do what to do with anger and then it was never talked about again and I was like anger is bad like if that's what it does to people like I don't want to feel angry Mm. um so kind of suppressing that and not experience or not like sharing that with my first husband. Like I couldn't feel like I could safely be angry with him, which made me really passive. And it made me really like pliable to things that were happening because I was like, if he's, if I express an anger, like they could leave or he could leave me until it got to the point where I was like, I'm so angry. I'm going to burn this relationship to the ground. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah. So like anger was always something that we never showed, never expressed. Um, I, even in the sports I played, there was like a level of intensity needed, but not a level of like anger that I had to ignite. Like I wasn't Mm -hmm. playing like a team Mm -hmm. sport where you had to like get pumped up to support your team as doing very like individualistic things. Um, so yeah, I just never had a healthy expression of anger. I didn't, I didn't even allow myself to really fully feel it. Mm. How did, how did you see it? You know, cause we talk about suppression of emotions. We'll talk about how it can manifest because nothing nothing ever really goes away it just changes form yeah Mm -hmm. so how did you see the anger in your relationship with like your first like first husband yeah um you don't have a second husband yet yes (laughs) (laughs) um with my first husband my only husband my ex-husband uh that's that anger became really inward um Mm. because a lot of the time that we were together I was either newly pregnant or had like young kids. So Mm -hmm. uh, we had broken up and then three months after we got back together, I got pregnant and, um, and I had postpartum depression and I didn't recognize that at the time. And it was very much internal self-sabotaging behaviors. And what were those behaviors? Um, like negative. This also isn't a therapy session. Like negative, negative self-talk, uh, definitely like, um, zoning out and just like watching TV or whatever. So that I didn't have to feel that, um, redirecting all of my energy into my son. Mm. 
um, so that I didn't have to deal with, cause he was so light and positive and bright that I was like, oh, I don't Jack. have to, yeah, I don't yeah. have to deal with anything else. I could just deal with this. <laughs> um, and then definitely like binge drinking wine with friends. Mm-hmm. Like we'd, you know, I, the kids, the baby would go to bed and my friend and I would get on zoom together or whatever we had at the time and <laughs> like drink a bottle of wine and watch a movie together which is so wild to think about, but, um, <laughs> yeah, like bad behaviors. Like yeah. And then like, obviously, um, that anger in my body was making it really hard for me to like release weight. Mm. Like I was yeah, really heavy. To yeah. Carry. yeah. 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 Anger was very heavy to carry. I really struggled. I was so healthy and really determined that I had to go above and beyond to kind of be at the body weight that I wanted to be at. Like I shouldn't have had to work as hard as I did. Um, and then, and then past patterns of like my parents reemerging where Mm. like I would be totally fine and like pretend like everything was great. And then I get to this point of just exploding instead of telling him that I was like starting to get frustrated, things were going bad. Mm. I would just all of a sudden and seemingly out of nowhere, be like, fuck, like, yeah. oh my God. And like, he, I remember him being like almost taken aback. Like, is she okay? Is everything all right? And then, and then he would do the same things, but I couldn't recognize that pattern. And so, uh, yeah, that's how it presented is explosive anger, difficulty, losing weight, redirecting all my energy into things outside of myself, like my son mm-hmm. and, uh, not like tapping in. Mm. And I think for those of you listening or watching, you know, it's important as we share kind of our personal experiences first with anger growing up, none of this is bad because it's easy to be like, oh, anger is bad. Like good vibes only, good vibes only. And I'm like, fuck that. All vibrations matter. Um, (laughs) But what Jess is speaking to, and I kind of had this visual, if y'all haven't taken our uh, virtual masterclass on trauma, we'll put that in links, um, the free one. And there's this building of like irritation, then frustration, then anger, then rage. And then the last one is annihilation on that spectrum of like what trauma, how trauma can manifest. And we have previous episodes on trauma and stuff like that. But that's kind of what I was hearing is like suppress, 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 boom, like supernova explosion. Yeah. So. And I have a very sharp tongue. So when I would lose my (laughs) shit, I would really lose my shit. Okay. Yes, I really, really lo- would lose it. Your brainstem um, shows. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and it's like very angry. Um, so yeah, so that was it. It was a huge suppression of anger and it manifested like mentally, emotionally, and physically, and even spiritually. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. How about you, Doc? It's so interesting because I feel like I have like the flipped experience of what Jess has. Well, that's why we're here today. (laughs) Balancing each other out. The polar opposites. Um, A lot of like anger and fights and everything growing up, like Mm. what I was kind of exposed to. So I suppressed a lot. Um, Except for like with my childhood best friend, like we would fight constantly. I think she was like my outlet for I'm experiencing all these like outbreak, um, like anger that don't feel constructive by any means. They just feel like they're popping off out of nowhere. Um, So my system had like no safety or stability, like surrounding anger and how to express that. And it's so interesting because Growing up, like I was super big into sports, like basketball was life. Um, it's funny, 
Ashley's episode. <laughs> she yeah, she said the same thing. Yep. She was like, basketball is my so jam true. and same. Yeah. And that's where I also expressed a lot of anger. Like I remember games coming home and just being mad. And like <laughs> my dad would want to give me like a post game talk, like what went wrong, what went great. And I was like, dad, leave me alone. <laughs> Slams the door. Slams the door. Email. And yeah, I was an angry child, like for a good portion, but I didn't know how to like direct that in a very constructive way and I I was reflecting back and I realized like the first person who actually gave me like permission to express anger as it was coming up was my high school boyfriend mm. so shout out to him because I feel like there were shout so out. many <laughs> so many like great things that happened within that relationship of like coming to age and really learning how to express yourself because we would like just sit in the car and I would be getting frustrated because I couldn't explain like what I wanted, like maybe going to like a restaurant, like Aaron, where do you want to go? And I would just get frustrated. Yeah. <laughs> and I look back and I'm like, I think I'm missing some memories because things don't really make sense. <laughs> trauma will but do that. Trauma yeah. will do that to your brain. You're like, what the heck? But I just remember sitting there and he would just look at me like, we're not moving until you tell me what oh, you wow. want. Yeah. And I've never screamed at another person so loudly before than I did to him, but he gave me the permission to like set my boundaries and yeah. like ask for what I wanted. Yeah. And I felt like that was one of like the first steps into actually expressing anger and frustration and not just harboring it inside. But then later down the road, I went through more trauma and I suppressed again. And then that turned into like depression. Mm -hmm. Um, so I've had, you know, my fair share of childhood witnessing like anger, but not constructively. And then learning to like go on the opposite side and suppress it and then learning to express it. And then later down the road, having that trauma suppressing again, it coming out differently. Yeah. Um, but now like, I feel like I use more <laughs> vocalization <laughs> and I know how to like target my anger um yeah, like, it's channeling it it's channeling it mm -hmm. and like being constructive and direct with it too rather than like feeling like it's unsafe and just harboring it inside mm -hmm. so are vocalizations your favorite thing to do to like overcome anger I think so yeah, yeah. Yeah. Even with uh, Jazzy, I'm like, I'm just going to make some noise because I'm mad. Yeah. <laughs> Animals can do that. I think yeah. you're perfectly equipped with the dogs you have. Yes. To be like, oh, this is my, when you were sharing with your friend, I was like, oh, you guys provided like a, a dojo for each other to basically <laughs> like practice right? yeah, an emotional yeah. dojo. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Not to like go back to me, but real quick, I was just thinking about <laughs> oh, the first time. Think about ourselves yeah. when we're sharing, right? Well, the first yeah. time I ever had permission to like share anger a be angry mm -hmm. I was almost 30 like, wow really yeah I was uh I got <sighs> I was getting divorced and I, I mean my parents going through my divorce they're like it's okay to be angry but they like didn't necessarily want to be in the discomfort that my anger would cause um and so they're like be angry that's okay but not necessarily um equipped to deal with the amount of anger I had and my divorce actually was very freeing and like, mm -hmm. I never like the moment that I was like, I don't want to be in this relationship. It was over. It was done. Mm -hmm. I never had even an ounce of regret. I don't think I've ever like shed a tear about the choice that I made, mm -hmm. but sharing my children was really difficult. And I was, I, so I immediately 
sought out therapy. And I went to this therapist in St. Paul. If you need a good therapist, let me know. Um, but he <laughs> was like, you seem sure. kind of angry. Like what happened? And I was like, what do you mean I'm angry? He's like, you seem a little on edge. Like you keep talking about this person. And then I was finally was like, I was growing my kid's hair out and they went to their dad's house and my mother-in-law cut their hair without my permission. <laughs> and like looking back on it now, it's like, who, who cares? But I was really mad. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. And he was like, what do you feel? And I was like, I don't really know. <laughs> I'm finding it hard to talk. And he was like, do you want to yell? And I was like, mm. yeah, I want to yell. He was like, this is anger. He's like, what yeah. you're feeling is anger. Um, like building up to frustrate, like frustration building up to anger. And I was like, oh, okay. And he's like, why don't you express that? And I was like, okay. Yeah. And that's the first time I was almost 30. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. That's fascinating. Yeah. I mean, thank you both for sharing, you know, hearing, hearing your stories. Um, there is something to say about having the mirror, the support system in both of your stories of like feeling safe to express something that's uncomfortable mm-hmm. And we innately know, I think just being a human, right, is like, you know, I can just sense that like if I were to totally unravel, I don't know if this person has the capacity to just be with it. Because oftentimes like your therapist is doing, we just need to be seen Mm -hmm. in the expression versus like, it's okay, Jess. Yeah. Like that's more about that person feeling uncomfortable with the sensation that you're expressing because Mm -hmm. they haven't dealt with it on their own. Yeah. And we're definitely going to get into that in later in this episode or in part two. Um, yeah. Anger is interesting. I know I've heard lots of stories about Mel's anger as a child, (laughs) but yeah. Tell me about your anger. I'm like a PhD in anger. Um, (laughs) no, I I feel the more Aaron joins these podcasts, I learn more about like who you are and I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. And I too felt like I was a very angry child and it would, it would show up in interesting ways. So sports were a huge outlet for me. So I played soccer, I played softball, I did weightlifting. Um, I definitely was the person on the soccer field getting yellow cards and red cards. Sometimes Um, getting like tossed out of the game early. Yeah. I got kicked out of a game as a goalie. I've, posted content about this on my Instagram. Um, and I talk a lot about emotional navigation. I feel like I'm an expert and I'm becoming more of an expert at transmuting emotions. So if that's something you want to actually learn from free content, Krug on Instagram. Um, but I grew up with a pretty tumultuous childhood and I could, I feel like I sensed a lot of my mom's rage and anger inside of her that maybe she dealt with later in life. I think she's gotten way better at that, but yeah, I was a asshole and a bully to Michael. Like I would beat the shit out of him. Um, like as the older sister, right? Like throw, I would throw shit at him. Like I was just so mad, but then the anger with social settings turned into achievement. So somehow I learned how to transmute whatever was happening at home in school. I would just work my ass off. Like I would just channel it to like straight A's first chair flute, like artist level stuff that I was creating, like just totally channel it. Um, but then at home it was, I would get in fights with my mom. So like you said, with your mom, like there were times when I was in college where her and I would get in physical altercations. Like I, I've pushed my mom. Um, she's never laid a hand on me, but that was me kind of stepping into like, no, this is not okay. And 
I don't need to get into specifics, but you know, my mom dealt with her own stuff and the way I've seen it to not have guilt and shame for that is like, I felt like I was trying to pattern interrupt her in some of her behaviors because I loved her and I cared about her. So that's how it would show up in sports. That's how it would show up in school. Um, I definitely had a boyfriend in high school as well that we would fucking just go at each other and scream. And he listened to like a lot of heavy metal. So <laughs> I, I would I say kind of like a, a blending of both of what you two are sharing. But I had a lot of, as Aaron said, a lot of expression of it, but it was never integrated because mm-hmm. I felt uncomfortable in my body with the sensation. However, in sports, I knew how to channel that and get really aggressive Um, and aggressive, maybe a little bit too much sometimes, (laughs) like punching girls on the soccer field. I've seen you toss a girl on the rugby field. That was actually really great. Which it's funny because in sports that was really celebrated until I completely annihilated the opportunities for the team of getting a red card and then you're out for two games. So it's like this threshold of anger that I couldn't be with and channel back into like focus and seeing both sides. Um, but I would say I felt a lot of it. I expressed a lot of it, but I don't think I ever knew how to channel it at the level I did until I started receiving network care Yeah, like 10 years ago. I feel that. <laughs> Which we'll talk about. I that. feel that a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, there's a gateway I can express this through and there's a gift on the other side. That's cool. I actually am like really resonating with you kind of like igniting your mom. Oh yeah. Right. Like I, and she would yell back too. Right. Like she, she wouldn't cower. She would get in my face too. And we were just like two lionesses fucking going at it. Right. I think what I'm resonating with is like, I would do that to my, my mom as well mm. and my dad, but he just reacted. <laughs> he didn't react as much. So Tough I didn't talk. do it to him as much. And he also he, like, like oh, Jess. our relationship didn't need it right. that much because we did communicate better than he and my mom or than me and my mom did. But I, I wanted her to like, had an interrupt like it it felt like there was anger in the house but it was never spoken about mm-hmm. and maybe I'm wrong this is just my perspective but I remember like almost wanting her to be angry with me yeah someone come back yeah, right like, like come, can you play some like defense and offense yeah. together yeah yeah but it was almost like when I experienced the anger on the other side it was like uh there's not room for anybody else to be angry. Like we're shutting this shit down right now because the level level of, uh, they were never like hurt me or anything like that, but the level of intensity that they came back with. And then also the level of like, uh, structure and strictness that I grew up with was like, you do not cross that line Mm -hmm. or there'll be big consequences. Fascinating. Yeah. That's a good point. Like oftentimes anger needs to be met with, not necessarily a similar energy of like anger back, but just like, Hey, I see you. Yeah. Like great job Yeah, or not great job, but you know what I mean? Like it needs to be met not with like nothing, but there needs to, I think of lighting, lighting a fire. It needs wood. Right. It needs like, Oh, let's like grow this and like have it be channeled and work for us. Right. Yeah. I think I see this, how it plays out in my life. We'll get into it more with the kids, but like, if somebody had been like, you seem really angry. Do you want to keep like expressing that mm. or like, um, giving me like a receptacle to be angry in? Yeah. A dojo. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. The dojo. The dojo. <laughs> so 
I think another thing to speak to too, Aaron's not from Minnesota and I don't know Mm -hmm. how much you've maybe experienced this, but something that I experienced growing up was just kind of that Minnesota nice. Mm. Um, Maybe this was more with like grandparents of like, you're just nice. But then underneath there was a lot of frustration, irritation, shame, guilt, and a lot of like hyper apologies because there was a fear of maybe being direct and that's something I do see in Minnesota with maybe older generations. It's like, stop being so nice. Like if you are too nice all the time, I'm concerned and I'm hesitant of your energy. It's like, yo, be human for a second. So I don't know if you, and maybe there's yeah. a Washington nice. We have the Washington <laughs> freeze where they just don't give you attention. <laughs> oh, I don't know. It's worse. <laughs> oh, I'm not sure either, but I did live in the South where like Southern mm. hospitality is very similar mm. as I would imagine it to be where they just kind of like talk bad about each other behind their backs, but mm. will be really nice to each other's faces and working at like, a brewery. Hey, plum. Yeah. Like, oh my God. Just did you see yeah. it? Aaron's scarf is just fucking rad. I, I saw it play <laughs> out. She has I, a hole in her pants. <laughs> Listen, I'm embracing it. Hell yeah. <laughs> Unapologetic Linus energy. Hell yeah. But working at a brewery, I mean, you have really cool people, but you still see those sort of dynamics play out. And then you're like, wait, if someone's really nice to my face, are they actually talking crap about me behind my back? <laughs> I mean, for real, we all want to be, we all want to be, and that's so beautifully said, we all want to be unapologetically, authentically ourselves. And then when we feel we can't show all of those parts of ourselves in a relationship, you do wonder, like, is there part of you is missing, mm-hmm. right? We want all of you. And that's what I feel like Project Linus is up to in my eyes is like, be unapologetically yourself, be ferocious and kind, you know? I know Minnesota nice. And I also have a really good sense of what Aaron experienced because my high school might as well have been the South. I went to an all girls private Catholic school and it was lots of, I'm sorry. Oh, like you bump into and it's like, Oh, sorry. And they're like, no, I'm sorry. And it's like, what? no, neither of us needs to be sorry. Like we accidentally bumped into like, each other. This is a warm up for the game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. We didn't have that level. I mean, there were people that intense, yeah. but a lot, it was like from outside perspective. Again, I don't know what everybody's life was like because I feel like I never went super deep like I did with my close friends, but like we didn't ever really express ourselves um, authentically and like, yeah, what to do you each th- other. What do you think, like, sorry, go ahead, Aaron. What were you going to say? Mm-mm. Oh, Jess is making me think of a question. What do you think is the deeper like fear of humanity in expressing that like anger and vulnerability. Like Re- what are all these myths we've created? Rejection. Yeah. 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 Um, Which is a basic human fear. Yeah. 100%. Because if you're rejected from the tribe, your chances of survival go down. Yep. Um, yeah. Re- Nailed it. Rejection. <laughs> Got it good. <laughs> Correct uh, answer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> rejection was probably the biggest one. And uh, like Aaron was going... it saying not even rejection, but just like invalidation or like feeling like you're crazy. 
<laughs> yes, that too. <laughs> but but um, the undercurrent of gossip that would invalidate who you were among oh, your peers. Right? Like, oh, she's angry. Yeah, or she's, like, yeah, she's angry. And she see that she like freaked out or she snapped at a teacher. Like, do you think she's okay? Mm. Maybe she's having problems at home. And it's just stuff like that would spread like wildfire. Well, really? especially at like such a young age because you're still developing your sense of self to begin with. So to like yeah, even feel confident For enough sure. to like speak your own authenticity is hard at that age. Right. And then to have it reinforced through like religion classes where women are kind of the meager, meek women who, you know, and our school yielded, yields beautiful, strong women. But the religion aspect of that was kind of archaic and it mm. would bring back that idea that, you know, we are like, we talked about this earlier, like toxic femininity and how that's not really like a thing, but we all, it was like a over exemplification of the feminine aspects mm-hmm. of being really mm-hmm. quiet and meek and allowing other people to almost run our lives very polarized on one side yeah yeah Yeah, we were talking about that before we hit record which it's like when does the podcast episode really begin when we all get together (laughs) we did talk for like an hour (laughs) before we started it was was good um but that like feminine masculine exists in all beings and i was joking i was like well it's not taught you have masculine feminine and it's important to have a balance of both and not swing too far either side but really like underneath that there can be like a quote-unquote perceived toxic toxic humanity trait yeah or we perceive it's toxic it's really just an imbalance of charge in the energetics but you know one myth is it's not a, like oh what are they going to think which maybe it's not a myth but it's it's part of like the human conditioning of rejection um something that i felt like i dealt with and my friend erica i hope she listens to this we used to call it instead of a confrontation we started calling it a carefrontation mm-hmm. So we'll say like, hey, I would like to have a carefrontation with you because I care about you, which can often mean that the relationship may be a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah. But there was definitely this kind of like, if you confront someone, you know, what you said just to, and then, you know, is this going to ruin the relationship that I really care about? And feeling maybe abandonment wounds, feeling like, is this person going to go away from me? So then I need to go into like people pleasing, which... Mm -hmm. I heard this on another podcast. Anytime we go into people pleasing, we actually leave a part of ourselves at home and we leave our home. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by home is your embodied authentic self. And anytime you default from that and you go into people pleasing and sacrificing your values, you don't bring your full self and people miss out on that. And I was like, damn, that's solid. And people pleasing, I go into that trauma response in the masterclass I mentioned, but being kind and direct is very different than people pleasing. And I'm curious if Dr. Aaron has more to speak on this with like trauma and the nervous system. Mm-hmm. Um, but people pleasing represents that you are leaving those parts of yourself to just be liked, which that's not actually who you are. And then when someone actually gets to know you, like I'm thinking in your past relationship, when someone sees all parts of you, it's like, wait a second, this wasn't who you were on the first date. And not that you're going to disclose your entire life history. Maybe we should. Um, But, you know, it's, it's again, that like, is this person going to like me? I hope they like me. And back to that rejection of the tribe. 
As far as myths, I something that I thought about in the creation of the points of this podcast, <laughs> um, the myth of let it go. Just let it go, Jess. Just let it go, Aaron. Let it go. Yeah, I don't know about that song anymore. <laughs> uh, and something that I was reflecting on uh, with a client this week when they were saying, I just need to let it go. And it was about frustration that they had with a doctor and a surgery they experienced that they felt they were just a number and they weren't actually seen. And she's like, I was, I was just really frustrated, but I just need to let it go. I'm like, do you though? Because we, we don't actually let anything go. Like where the fuck does it go? <laughs> like, okay, you say frustration. Okay, what is that in your body? What is that in your heart and your mind? And where is it going? Like, are you just gonna like rip it out of your body and toss it in a trash can? Mm -hmm. And when, I feel like when I ask those questions, people are like, oh yeah, like what's actually yeah. happening when you say let it go? And what I have flipped it is saying, you need to let it be, be with it, get curious around it so that it can actually be integrated into your body and into your cells because so often we want to over, you know, go into the cognitive, go into the thinking, go into like our rational mind when most emotions are pre-rational and are developing in the early stages of childhood, right? The amygdala, the thalamus, the like hypothalamus. And so I invited that person. I was like, I think what you actually need to experience is safety in the expression of frustration and anger and maybe not in the doctor's office, but if you want to like go through that right now, let's go into it. And so I brought her into, and I'll, Dr. Aaron and I will talk about what that looks like on the table. Um, I invited her into like stretching her body into it and like breathing like frustration and anger as so you like, you would. And all of a sudden she felt all this adrenaline that was in the surface of her body and manifesting in her muscles and her joints and her body started shaking and moving. And then on the other side, she's like, okay, that was intense and uncomfortable. Like I have so much clarity of like how to go into this conversation. Like her language changed, her voice changed. And so I'm kind of just over people being like, oh, just let it go. It's like, no, let it be, be with it and integrate it so that it doesn't keep popping up as whack-a-mole in your body and manifesting in all these like pathologies. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, rant there, but <laughs> I'm so over the like, let's think about emotions. It's like, no, emotions are meant to be felt mm -hmm. and they're meant to be processed and completed. Well, yeah. and it reminds me of um, one of my good friends. She does the same work that we do, Dr. Mel. And she had a client that she was working with who was like, I got so frustrated at work, but like I wasn't in a place to deal with it. You know, like yeah. I'm surrounded by people and I don't, it's not probably kosher to sit there and just yeah, yell at them. Erin! Yeah. <laughs> can you imagine? <laughs> Ashley! So mad! My clients on the table would be like, what the fuck is going on? So it's okay to recognize that like, maybe. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we have to readdress it later, but she was like, my friend asked uh, her client, like, well, where do you think all that energy went if you didn't um, deal with it in that moment? And That's such a great question. Her client was like, I don't, I guess somewhere in my body. 
<laughs> like it kind of stumped her. So right. she was like, well, what would it look like if maybe during a lunch break or after work, you just went to your car and just let out yeah. whatever sound, scream, whatever emotion that was. And she's like, I think that would feel really good. So yeah. she did it and wow. it was a game changer for her. So I like took a deep breath. <laughs> you sharing that. I was like, oh yes. Who was that? Is that Dr. Jess? Mm-mm. Oh. No, Dr. Rachel. Okay. Yeah. Shout out to my friend, Rachel. Go Rachel. That's a great question <laughs> to ask a client. Like, well, where do you think it went? Like if, and so I know Scott would say this, you guys know, Scott, um, Ashley's husband, like we just compartmentalize, yeah. you know, we kind of put it on the shelf in the back of our mind. And if you keep compartmentalizing, I love what Donnie says, um, Donnie Epstein, the founder of network care, that whatever you put in the back of your mind becomes the back of your spine mm-hmm. become, it literally is in your tissues. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of tissues, if you want to know a really great place to start looking for where your anger is hiding, uh, explore your fascia. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, I just, because I mean, all <laughs> emotions felt are like chemicals and yeah. just uh-huh. wanting to be processed. Molecules of emotion. Yes. Candace Pert, highly recommend that book. We'll put in the show notes. Anytime there's anything exciting, I feel like my face hits the, <laughs> yeah, I'm attack the microphone. Again, not anger. <laughs> in intensity. Yeah, intensity, right? Yeah, and yeah. like intensity can be felt in and we label it as many emotions in the body. Like you can have intense excitement, you can have intense rage, you can have intense sadness, but the quality of intensity is fire, which will say, oh, that's anger. It's like, no, it's it's intensity. It's interesting that you say that because I think with people who aren't comfortable with anger, with people who won't recognize that anger is playing a really big role in how they're living or not living their life at all, intensity especially your level of intensity would probably be really like is she angry like it's oh i don't i don't know how to understand is dr mel okay yeah or like great man yeah (laughs) vibing ovulating yeah yeah also that is actually that's something to say well you're like you're follicular almost yes we're 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 on the rise jess is going into (laughs) menstruation sorry jess yeah i'm like hardcore ovulating like i started taking (laughs) side note tangent um i started taking more dhea um to support my like own estrogen and testosterone as a supplement and i i feel that yeah. A lot. <laughs> That's good. I'm yeah. like biting my husband. <laughs> Literally biting him. Um, yeah. So I, th- I just think that it's interesting to have a level of intensity. I see this with my clients too. Um, I am comfortable with my anger now. I haven't transmuted it like we talked about, but I'm comfortable with anger. I'm comfortable with other people being angry mm-hmm. and they can assume my level of, I guess, comfort with it or intensity around anger as like stability yeah yeah um as being angry myself how do i mean i don't know how far you want to get into this but yeah you had a really powerful story of being being with a client um and inviting that like i said you could share as much or as little as you want but i was inspired by it It was like that's fucking awesome jess I've, i've actually had a number of clients express deep deep anger with Mm. me uh, because I worked in outpatient mental health clinic Mm -hmm. and there aren't many practitioners, especially for people who are on insurance-based care who are comfortable allowing anger to be a a partner in their sessions. Um, Mm, That's good. A partner. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And coming to me and just like really suppressed or really inconsistent in me being like, this feels like anger Mm -hmm. and then allowing them to just 
like freak out and I would close the door to the clinic rooms. And then later I would, they would feel so much better. Yeah. And I remember, you know, there was only one other therapist who regularly did the same thing. Mm. And not that any of the other therapists that I worked with were bad. Occupational therapists were bad, but um, they just didn't have that comfort with it because they hadn't, yeah. you know, started to recognize anger themselves. Something that I've done with a client is like, you seem really angry with me. And, um, and this is a story you're talking about mm-hmm. is you seem really angry with me, like short of physically threatening me or verbally threatening me. Why don't you just really just let me have it? What did you... What did you notice? And you can share at the end if you want, yeah. but I don't want to forget this question because we do have other practitioners that listen. Yeah. What did you notice in their energy, their field, their face, their posturing? That's, their yeah, tone? that's a good question. Um, hesitancy with talking to me. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Like a uh, victim modality, a lot mm-hmm. of slipping into like, this made me feel that what you did, did this like yeah, me, me, me. Like it's yeah, fault. this is your fault. It's like C5 cocktail. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Um, it's kind of the victim posturing. So like we think anger, we're like, hun- yeah, exactly. Curled forward. Yeah. If, if you guys are watching, I highly recommend going on YouTube and, and watching and streaming um, like the curled forward. Yeah. We'll talk about what this we're actually getting into it with Jess's story, but like how does anger manifest in the body? So yeah, keep yeah. going. Curl forward shoulders. Um, neck out. Yeah, neck mm-hmm. out and down, dropped chin. Um, not making complete eye contact with me. Uh, and so I was able to recognize both in what they, the tone of their voice, what they were saying, how they were postured, that there was anger present. Mm-hmm. Um, and just giving them the opportunity like, why don't you just let me have it? Mm-hmm. And it became a yelling at me, um, you know, saying things that, you know, weren't true, but that they were feeling in that moment mm-hmm. that they had kind of created this story around. And then it became a shaking, like shaking, yeah, went somatic. crying, um, wrapping themselves in a blanket and rolling around, having a full on um, tantrum. Which we always, we're so quick to stop our children with tantrums, mm-hmm. right? But they're so necessary to learn self-regulation. Absolutely. And they're what, like 90 seconds long if they yeah. like fully feel yeah. it? Well, yeah. Or <laughs> even the, the co-regulation because you are holding the space, space whether it's yeah. a toddler or a client. Yeah. And and I mean, we could touch on this now because we, we're going to get into it later too. Yeah, but just being a parent. That's one of the hardest things for me as a parent. And now I, it gives me perspective on what my parents kind of went through with with not wanting to deal with anger. It wasn't even, it might not even have been that they weren't comfortable with anger. They just didn't want to see their child in pain. Yeah. Right. And so, and that could be what it is with practitioners is like, it's really hard to witness your patient, somebody that you care about, that you have a relationship with in that level of discomfort and pain. Um, But when you allow them to fully move through that and it resulted in it almost started small and built up into this big body and mental release that followed with um, them realizing what they were actually angry about, which didn't have anything to do with me at it all. It was something from the past. Yeah, it was definitely their past. And when they were allowed to fully slip out of that, like, protector, protector, yeah, that shield that they had around themselves, they were they allowed the true feelings to come in and that true expression. 
And then afterwards, it was almost it was almost like when they realized it, when they said what it was they were actually angry about, their entire body, rela- they, they like, oh, like slumped mm. in bed. Like a big deep breath. Yeah. And that's probably slumped like on the floor. big nap yeah. after. Yeah, big nap. <laughs> and like, I've had this with a number of clients. I've done yeah. it over Zoom. I've done it in person. I've done it in, when I was in the clinic. So if, if anger, having somebody hold space for you while you experience emotions is something that you need, I... Um, have occupational therapy, like programs that I run. I have intuitive women programs that I run. So if this resonates with you, you can find me on Instagram at Jess under dash intuitively, and we can connect there. Or you can also email me at Jess at inspirelifestyleot.com. I think it's important to speak to what I'm hearing in that is oftentimes when it comes to completing any sort of emotional loop or trauma pattern, what we're actually seeking is space to just feel it. And it's cool to hear like one, there was like the verbal, you know, more thought processing than the emotion. And then underneath is a somatic and actually being okay with sensing that stuff in our body. Because in a moment of trauma, you can think of it as like the loop is distorted and it's like a record player where every time there's maybe a reminder of a past trauma, like your mom or whatever, it's like a, it's like a crack in the record. And so what Jess is speaking to was an allowing of the, the person and the experience to become whole where it completes the loops. You can actually upward spiral your healing Mm -hmm. and not stay in this stuck pattern, but she had to allow enough safety in the relationship to then get underneath the surface, which it sounds like there was also sadness, which often it's like sadness and loneliness beneath anger and not feeling heard and not feeling seen and just like wanting to be loved that was underneath in the body. And like the shaking, um, we talk about this on a lot of our Inspire co-calls and a lot of the content we're putting out, that shaking is the body discharging energy. And we see that in in network care as well. Um, But I I just thought it was important. Yeah, and it speaks to what you're saying. it's not just having the space to have that emotion and that experience, but it's to have the safety afterwards of yes. like integration. Yeah, yeah. that integration and, and with clients, me being like, I don't think like this is normal. Mm-hmm. This is actually normal. I know that people will tell you it's not, but what you're feeling is right and it's good. Mm-hmm. And like, it doesn't change anything between us that you are expressing this level of anger towards me and with me. Like this is important, mm-hmm. but most Absolutely. people don't teach that and don't learn that. Yeah. yeah. Anger plays such a vital role in the healing process. It's important that we talk about it and we can talk about it. We at Project Lioness could go on and on. In fact, we do go on next week in part two, where we dive deeper into our anger. This week, we touched on how our past experiences have helped us express anger and helped us as providers support others in their expression of anger. Mostly, we focused on how anger has a purpose and is meant to be felt. Like all things in life, anger has a cycle from the moment it arises to the moment of completion beautiful things can arise from it especially when we let go of feelings like guilt and shame remember sometimes processing anger can feel scary and challenging but you do not have to do it alone in fact if you are at the beginning of making peace with your relationship with anger we recommend that you do have support whether it be from one of us here at Project Lioness, a trusted family member or friend, 
heck, even some well-researched YouTube videos. Stay tuned for next week's episode as we dive deeper into anger, sharing more of our stories, exploring specific benefits of anger, and providing a sneak peek into how we integrate anger into our own lives. This was Dr. Mel, Dr. Aaron, and Jess with Project Lioness, and we are here to guide you in reclaiming your power, to inspire you to pursue your authentic purpose, and ultimately invite you to play all out in life. Until next time, see you later. Thank you for joining the Project Lioness podcast. Did you find value in today's episode? Help us impact the lives of others by sharing this podcast with someone you know who would resonate and benefit from the Project Lioness message. Excited to hear more? We invite you to subscribe on whatever platform you're tuning in on. And we'd be so grateful for you to leave us a review about what you enjoy most as well as what you'd like to hear more of. Thank you so much for all of your support. Sincerely yours in power, purpose, and play. Dr. Mel with the Project Lioness podcast. Keep rising, keep roaring, and keep inspiring.